Hey guys, it's me, Overreactor. Welcome to the next episode of Official Timeout. This episode will go over section 4.2.2, which is gaining position, and this falls under 4.2, game structure penalties. Please bear with me, my voice is going out. I'm currently directing a musical, so I've been doing a lot of talking, and the musical opens this weekend, so I've been super crazy busy and don't have more episodes saved up to get through the rest of the run, so bear with me if the episodes are a little bit late, but I'm going to get them to you. Okay, so let's move right into section 4.2.2, gaining position. It is illegal for a skater to use the out-of-bounds area to gain position on someone who is upright and in bounds. This action is referred to as cutting the track. Skaters who are out of bounds must return inbounds behind any upright and inbound skater who they were behind when they left the track. The position of downed skaters is not assessed until they are upright. If there is a pack, skaters who are out of bounds may return inbounds in front of any out-of-place skaters. If there is no pack, skaters who are out of bounds may return inbounds in front of any skaters more than 20 feet or 6.1 meters from the last defined pack. Skaters who intentionally but legally leave the track, examples include to report to the penalty box or to fix equipment, must return to the track behind all in-play blockers. If there is no pack, they must return to the track behind all blockers within 20 feet or 6.1 meters of the last defined pack. Skaters returning to the track from the penalty box must do so without illegally gaining position. If a skater is put out of bounds due to an opponent's block, the skater must return inbounds behind that opponent, even if that skater was in front of the opponent before being blocked. That opponent gives up this advantage if they go down, out of bounds, or out of play, or more than 20 feet or 6.1 meters from the last defined pack if there is no pack. Prior to the skater re-entering the track, skaters other than the initiator of the block are able to re-establish their superior position if they are upright, inbounds, and in play before the skater returns to the track. Skaters who illegally re-enter the track may immediately cede by returning fully out of bounds. Cutting one single teammate does not have enough impact to warrant a penalty. Okay, let's move to the casebook. 4.2.2 section has <laughs> H number of scenarios. So what's H? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. There's eight. And I could tell already my voice is just not going to hold up for this much talking. So let me give you a couple of casebook scenarios and then I'll have to pick up with the rest of them after I rest my voice for a day or two. But I'll definitely get you this and then follow up with the rest later. So... Oh no, I'm sorry. It has M number of penalties. <laughs> so that's 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I'm just going to have to give you a couple of them. Okay. So scenario C4.2.2.A. And again, we're talking about gaining position. White pivot and white blocker are ahead of red pivot. Red pivot is forced out of bounds by white pivot. White blocker skates clockwise behind both skaters. Red pivot re-enters the track behind white pivot and ahead of white blocker. The outcome. The red pivot is penalized. The rationale. White blocker had superior position when red pivot went out of bounds. The red pivot is required to re-enter behind both white pivot and white blocker. Okay, that's about as far as I could take it today. Um, so we'll, we'll cover scenarios 
C 4.2.2.B through C 4.2.2.M in a day or two. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, Have a good day.